Hi, I'm Denny Van. I live with severe food sensitivities. I'm Chef Ken, and I teach people with food sensitivities how to cook. Welcome to the Food Sensitives Podcast. And welcome back to the Rebirth of Mise en Place, our series of introducing you to how to approach cooking, especially if you have a food sensitivity or a food allergy. And Ken, we've already gone over mindset, recipes, ingredients list, prep work. And as we went through all of these things, we started thinking about, wow, my mindset used to be, I used to be focused in on the things I can't have. And then I'd end up eating all those things I can't have. Whereas shifting my mindset to focus in on the ingredients that I can have and then being able to create the recipes and prep so that I can do this and stand in the confidence to be able to cook for myself and I don't have to ask what's in it. And so we're going to get on to talking a little bit more about this with, you know, plating and preparation and having fun and full circle. So chef, we're going to come back to the beginning. You're tasting with imagination. What do we do from here? Well, that's actually it. You know, you go right back. It goes full circle, let's say. So in the beginning, you're tasting, what am I going to have? You know, whatever family function it is or whoever's coming over or if it's just for you. And after you've perfected your tortilla recipe, gluten-free, of course, if that's what you needed, and you go through all the steps, you know, to put your dinner together, keeping clean as you go. It's always good to clean as you go. Nice prep area and everything's going. But sooner or later, you get to the point where you have what you imagined in front of you in reality. And you want to try to make it as close as possible to what you imagined it, you know, as well, you know, looks and taste, of course. When we talk about prepping, you get everything together, right? And when you're prepping, even in your mind, at the end, you will know how many plates you need, spoons, forks, knives, napkins, cups, etc. So when you get to the point where you're at the end, coming full circle, finishing what you imagined and bringing your creation into reality, your mise en place, having your head on straight, having everything on place, comes to the point of your presentation. You know, and what looks good tastes good, we used to say in the restaurant business, or they still do, of course, and also just like downtown, you know, so you already taken a lot of pride and taken a lot of effort in creating this dish. You don't want to slap it together. And just like our egg flipping exercise, you introduced yourself to the clock, 12 o'clock, 6 o'clock, 3 o'clock, 9 o'clock, where things are round like on a plate. Or even if your plate is square, you imagine the round, you know, the, the frame. You know, it's interesting you bring up the frame because as culinary food, it is an art because the frame is also used in photography, like the rule of thirds. So you're imagining the plate what it looks like before you even take the plate out of the cabinet. You already know. So you've, you're coming full circle. Yeah. At home, you know everybody, right? So you know if little Johnny 
or little Sally doesn't like their corn touching their potatoes or whatever, likes the crust off of their PBJ and stuff like that. And that's what I would like to get to is um, kind of switching over and pursuing an avenue towards the culinary professionals, those that serve us in restaurants or whatever. And it is time for them to understand that not only should they be able to be flexible enough to change ingredients in their menu to suit people with sensitivities, they should also be able to, without taking it personal, change their presentation to suit those with other kinds of sensitivities. We have auditory sensitivities where people cannot stand the clanging of a fork or knife scraping on a plate or cup. It's, it's, it hurts them. Or even more so, you have children or people on the spectrum whose PBJ, if it's cut, is broken. And you might have to serve a whole one to keep, you know, a, a kid from having a, or a person, I should say, having a meltdown in, in a restaurant. So what I'm getting to is you, as the cook, have already envisioned a tasty dinner and you've smelled it before you even chopped your first vegetable or whatnot. You've come to the point where you are presenting your creation. You're presenting a piece of yourself to your family or if you're a chef, to the world. And back in the days, my days, the days of Julia Child and stuff where the art of French cooking, let's say, took certain ingredients, a certain technique, a certain tool to call a dish by a certain name. And now we are to the point where certain ingredients surely, um, hurt our fellow human beings and we can't cook that way anymore okay so we're at the point now at home we could very easily shift our mindset to thinking more professional and with today's technology you got mom or or Uncle Joe, who handles the family recipe book, could also have pictures of the dish that could be emailed back and forth. That you know, the communication is just awesome. Yeah, that's the dish you cooked for us last time. That's what we want. But uh, now, on the professional setting, with the way the world is turning, you have to not take it personally, but you sure have to be open to being more personal or accepting of other people's situations. Don't be concerned with the fact that a particular brand could be made with corn or barreled with a wood that this person is sensitive or allergic to. They just don't want it that way. The same possibly with the person who's autistic or has auditory or other sensitivities that wants their food present it in a certain way. It's not that they want it, they need it that way. And we are all about having fun, enjoying ourselves, and giving it to our friends and family, our customers, the way that makes them feel good. And, and for me as a chef, personally, you know, the smile on your face when you're eating is, is, is a huge reward. I, I mean, I get paid well and all, don't get me wrong, but I didn't become a chef for the money, you know? So 
don't take it personal, especially since the world is changing. It is changing. And you as a chef are going to have to change your recipes and your techniques to be able to adjust to the current. And, you know, I hate to say trend because it's not a trend. This is the, the new norm. You, you already know with the way the world's changing, how restaurants are going to change, how they take their customers. And, you know, I've had experiences and I've talked with so many people who have had these kinds of experiences where you end up in a restaurant and you're looking over the menu and you ask a question about an ingredient in the menu and you get the eye rolls or the, oh, is it that gluten thing that's the latest fad now? So gluten gets me pretty darn sick. And to be insensitive like that, um, I'm not going to want to come back. And as a matter of fact, I, there are many restaurants that I will never go back to because of how I was treated just for asking a question about what I'm about to eat. And for me, the way, the way I have true allergies and severe sensitivities, I have to always ask, unless you made it for me <laughs> or I made it myself, I always have to ask what's in it. You know, and that's... Um... It's something that's never going to stop, but people have to, especially in the professional setting, have to just put that behind them. And for me, I don't understand why anybody would be upset when they're asked what's in it. I take it as a badge of honor that I could answer your questions. And that's the way you have to look at it now. It's all a matter of how the chefs look at what they're doing. You, mindset. Right. They are artists. Um, the word chef in the dictionary means professional cook. So there are chefs on all different levels. You are a short order chef cooking in a neighborhood restaurant. You're a professional. You do that for your living. It might not be something you want to do forever, and it's a stepping stone to get somewhere but still do it with pride, of course, clean as you go. And as a professional cook, I don't care what you've learned. The most important thing you should always take with you is clean as you go. And through this lockdown, you know, chefs, cooks, restaurants, they have been deemed essential. So this is really important to recognize that whether you do it professionally or for yourself or your family, doing this is essential. Um, yeah. And you mentioned the lockdown. I, I didn't want to mention it as much because of the fact that, uh, you know, it is a new norm and everybody doesn't want to hear about it as much anymore. But as a um, chef, and we were talking about clean as you go, helps to keep you much more organized, much more intuitive and what I like to call have a situational awareness of where you are you perceive your peripheral vision in your peripheral it's hard word for me to say today your peripheral vision and um, intuitiveness uh, grow it's it's almost mystical in a way you're because you're always one step ahead of what you're doing. That's the beauty of cleaning as you go. It prepares you for the next step and you find yourself 
smoothly going into it without thinking so much about it, which builds your confidence level and your capability level on top of it. If you roll your eyes in a restaurant today because someone asks what's in it, you're showing ignorance is what you're doing. But the, but the bottom line is, right, we are now going to eat what we envisioned, our creation. And it's all about having fun. It's all about sitting down with family members, knowing that they will not in eight hours or two days from now have a reaction from having something they've been craving, for one. Because just like in our family, a lot of the cooking we do is something someone's been craving, missing. So if we do stir-fried rice, it, you know, it, it's replacing what used to be Chinese night some time ago. You know, so it's, it is a fun, adventurous time for us mealtime. Yeah, and getting creative. And so we are going to be doing a challenge in our community uh, social learning Facebook group. It is called the Food Sensitives Community. And we're going to be starting with this rebirth of mise en place and doing challenges to bring together everything, starting with the mindset, getting your recipes together, making a list of all of the ingredients you can have, maybe even making a list if you have a family like ours, where every single person has some kind of allergy and sensitivity. So at least you can have each person's individual thing. Like recently, I was craving some something that was made with coconut flour, whereas one person in our family can't have coconut flour. So we're going to gather these recipes together and we're going to do a challenge for that. So if you'd want to get involved in that challenge and learn these professional concepts and how we're putting it together as a strategy so that you can begin to apply it yourself so you can stand in this confidence of being able to cook for your family and yourself without having to ask what's in it. Absolutely. And um, to take it back a, a step, you know, the challenges are uh, all fun by themselves. My favorite, the recipe book challenge, which I just can't wait to get working on. Not only the challenges, you know, I look forward to making some YouTube videos on just some quick dishes, some quick techniques, some chop chop uh, that could help people understand um, where I'm coming from, where they could fit in. One of the things I like to uh, pride myself in is I was a troubleshooter back in my career, and I was the guy you called when everybody else failed. And I'd like to believe, and it is a challenge on myself, that all our friends that come and socialize with us, um, that I could find a way, if they really are interested, for them to find their niche, their click, whether it's the chop chop, the saute pan, whether it's recipe making, whether it's, you know, there's one thing that gets them there where they get their ah moment. And then they're not so unconfident when they approach the stove or those areas, which they're kind of wishy-washy on. So if you'd like to, you know, friend us, of course, don't forget to subscribe. And I'm very much looking forward to hearing from you and, and uh, seeing what, what's on your plate.
Excellent. Looking forward to it. Yeah, looking forward to those challenges. Those challenges are going to be starting up real soon. And thank you guys so much for listening. Let us know what's working for you. Let us know what sensitivities you have. And if we can help you create the ingredients that help you thrive. All right. See you in the next episode.